Welcome to another episode of the Coal Region Campfire. We have a good episode, great episode today with uh, Sean, Dr. Sean Fitzpatrick, uh, superintendent of uh, Schuylkill Haven, T102 announcer, race car driver. He's like a modern day uh, Schuylkill Renaissance man. Um, actually met Sean uh, for the first time uh, back in November. We did a, a game together on the radio and uh, I was really kind of impressed with his enthusiasm, um, really easy guy to talk to. Uh, Charlie Drees, before we met, said he, he's one of us, and uh, you could tell he definitely is uh, skook blood running through his uh, his veins, and uh, he's doing an incredible job down in uh, Haven. Um, but before we get to Sean, we talk about our sponsors here. Let's say sponsors, we have a second sponsor, 2016 Club, that's all I'm going to say. Um, and the second sponsor is Darren March, certified financial planner Raymond James. Um, he is a Potzel native. You guys know the you guys know the deal, okay? If you have any questions, give him a call. Uh, he'll be more than happy to help you out. Um, and, and no pressure. Um, you know, I called him. I, I actually wasn't using him. I called him. I uh, had a couple questions, and uh, I felt really comfortable with them. But you can give him a call, 570-640-8010, or email him at darren.march at raymondjames.com. He is very responsive. Um, one thing to keep in mind is, I have to read this, Raymond James Financial Services member FINRA SIPIC Investment Advisory Services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. Um, so Darren has been a card-carrying uh, charter member of the Coal Region uh, podcast, Coal Region Campfire. So, uh, again, any questions, feel more than free to reach out to him. And now on to Dr. Sean Fitzpatrick. All right, we are on here. We are with Dr. Sean Fitzpatrick. <laughs> I made the mistake here of walking in, and I asked for Sean Fitzpatrick, and made a jerk out of myself. So how, how many people uh, have to call you doctor since you've gotten that? Well, I, you know, not too many. I'm not, I'm not uh, I don't get caught up in that. Okay, but, uh, I would. If, you if you I can call me Sean for okay. this. Uh, so superintendent of Schuylkill Haven. Yeah. Um, this is a job you took over about two years ago, right? Yeah, about a year and a half ago. A year and a half yeah. ago. Um, I, I liken you to like a, a Skook Renaissance man, and I say that in, <laughs> in the most complimentary way. So you're a superintendent. You drive race cars out at uh, a, yeah. a big... Black Diamond, right? Big Diamond. Big, Big Diamond, Diamond, yeah. Uh, you, you're the voice. Uh, you're part of a th the, the threesome, the most uh, coveted broadcast team <laughs> with me, you, Charlie Drees, right. and, yeah. and uh, yeah. myself on the sideline. Um, so I guess my first question is, when you were growing up in, in, in Minersville, uh, yeah. I know you have a fun story, too, on how you got involved with broadcasting, yeah. but did you ever think that you'd come back to this area, or did you kind of have grand visions of going on to quote-unquote bigger and better yeah things. it's actually ironic my wife and i just had this conversation we were talking about where we were in the 90s and probably listening to some 90s music or whatever at the time and she said boy it's hard to believe how that small period of our lives changed everything on a permanent basis mm -hmm. so um the the, the funny story uh, about the 90s is yes i i i aspired to be a sportscaster um and then as a high school senior uh went as an intern down to the elementary center and started working with elementary kids and helping them with their reading and it was actually Lori pizzico who's now Lori schneider who was the teacher uh you know she said boy you're really good at this you're really great with the kids and i said you know what this is awesome. This is fun. Right. I, I love this. And uh, I went, went to Penn State and said, hey, I'm going to be a teacher. 
and uh, and always kept the sports casting on the side. Um, I I would be the public address announcer in a gymnasium on on one night. I'd be broadcasting a game on another night or anywhere they'd send me. I'd go. And uh, that was always a side job, making extra money. And then, oh, well, well, we need some help writing commercials or we need some help with this. And I'd always just pitch in to, to continually work and pay my bills and pay mm-hmm. my college tuition. And, um, and then ultimately said, wait a minute, I, I went to school to be a teacher. That's what I'm going to do. And I applied and got a teaching job and, and have, you know, have since uh, somewhat climbed the ladder and became an assistant to the principal, then an assistant principal, then a principal, and of course now a superintendent. But uh, always had a passion for the sports casting end of it and still do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love, I, I listen with a critical ear every Sunday if it's NFL football or I'm watching the NBA. Um, I've always enjoyed um, kind of analyzing the way the game is called and who's calling it and how they call it and what makes them so unique and so special. Sure. And uh, and maybe that's a retirement plan for me, huh? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I know when, uh, actually the first time I, I, I kind of officially met you is when we did the, the Schuylkill Haven yeah, game. Yeah. Um, but I noticed right away that you were, I mean, you were excited because I guess you didn't do a game all year. Yeah, it's been a while. And you, yeah. know, you were amped up, you yeah. know, and kind of once we walked into that press conference or the press yeah. box, yeah. It, it, you kind of like flipped a switch. You, you yeah. said you don't even know how to hook up this thing. Yeah. And somehow it came back to your yeah. muscle memory. and Yeah, it's like riding a bike, I guess. But, well, the irony is uh, what brings me back to Schuylkill County was uh, an experience with failure. So meaning I failed at something in state college where, where I was attending school. And, and what I failed at was becoming the Penn State Nittany Lion mascot. Hmm. So I was in the running to be Penn State's mascot. It was a, a dare that my roommates, you know, we, we dare you, you won't do this. So I, I go out to rec hall and there's like 600 people lined up that all want to be the mascot. And believe it or not, I had some gymnastics background as a kid. Huh. So I can I can do some flips and I could you know at the time I could um, and 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 I made it uh, to the final fifty then the final thirty then the final ten and then the final five and then it came down to just two of us and uh, and, and I lost so the the, the real story is it was uh, a volleyball match uh, against uh, I think it was Michigan or Michigan State maybe and. Uh, I came out on the floor and there was no one on campus. It was maybe maybe a break of some sort of holiday break. And uh, I remember going over to the only students that were there. And there was a small group of students. And when I, when I walked over and I'm dressed as a Nittany Lion, I heard the girl in the front row say, don't cheer, that's not Brad. And I went, oh boy, this is going to be, this is going to yeah. be ugly. And they sat there and they wouldn't budge. Not a single student uh. would recognize the thing I did. Turns out that Brad, the guy that won, great guy and deserved it, um, but was a member of the ROTC. They were all on oh. campus and they, they spread the word. Everybody come out and cheer on Brad. And boy, when he came out on the floor, they went crazy and they passed him up through the crowd and the whole nine yards. So I uh, was a little too big for my britches and said, I'm going to cancel my student teaching because if I get this Nittany Lion gig, I have two more years of full scholarship. I'm going to start on my right, master's degree. Yeah. I'm going to delay uh, graduating uh, with my bachelor's, and I'm going to start on my master's immediately. So I postponed student teaching. I then had to go crawling back to the schedulers and say, oh, my gosh, I didn't win. Um, I need to student teach. Uh, and she said, I'll never forget it. She said, I have bad news for you. And this is in state college. This is in state college. Yeah. She said, I have bad news for you. There's nothing left up here. 
And I said, well, where, where is there something? And she said, well, you're going to have to move. The only thing I have left, it looks like, is a place called Pine Grove or <laughs> Pottsville. And I said, yeah, I've heard of both of those. <laughs> so uh, I wound up moving back to Pottsville uh, and lived in an apartment on Center Street and student wow. taught at John S. Clark. And again, uh, God's plan for all of us uh, wound up as a substitute teacher meeting this beautiful woman that I now call my wife in Little Friedensburg at Blue Mountain Elementary wow. West. And uh, so it is, my, this is the conversation my wife and I just had. It is amazing um, when you look back at God's plan and say, holy cow, he, he had a reason for me failing to be yeah. the Nittany Lion and bringing me back here. And, uh, and I couldn't be happier. We, we love it here. We love the people that, that, that we've uh, become friends with, and, and it's great to be back in the area. I, I was watching a, a Bill Murray documentary the other day about like, yeah. the stories about him showing yeah. up, and the one guy, kind of what you're talking about, quotes a, a Zen story where this farmer, uh, he loses his horse, his, his prized thoroughbred, and yeah. his neighbors come over, oh, my God, we're so sorry. Yeah. And he says, who, who knows if it's good or bad? Yeah. And the next day, the horse came back with 20 horses. And they said, oh, my God, congratulations. He yeah. goes, well, who knows if it's good or bad. And yeah. the next day, the, his son gets on, falls off the horse, breaks his arm. And yeah. everyone's like, oh, we're so sorry. Yeah. And on and on it goes. Yeah. Basically, is yeah. you never know if it's good or That's bad. Right. But somehow it ends up, it yeah. always ends up good. you got to yeah. kind of keep. Because I'm right. sure it was devastating to not get that mask well, up. I'll tell you, I really, and, and again, I really uh, thought that I, you know, that I would, would be selected and, and, um, and, it, and it didn't work out. Uh, you had this grand plan in your mind, well, this is wonderful. I'm going to have a teaching degree, but I'm also going to have a minor in communications, yeah. and I'm going to have options in a few years. Uh, and I, I had been doing some work with, with Penn State sports, and uh, in fact, that, that, that same year I traveled to the Citrus Bowl with Penn State um, and and did some work with their, their football program specifically. Uh, but I had also worked at B103 in State College and WMAJ, uh, it was Magic it was called up there in State college. Uh, so I had done a lot of radio work. In fact, that's what paid my tuition bill. Um, so I, I just expected that I would continue up there and, and sure. kind of, you know, but it, it didn't work out. And boy, everybody at T102 was great when I came back. Uh, you know, R.G. Tidmore said, when can you start? And had an, an immediate part-time job waiting for me in the evenings and, uh, and literally uh, made it through four and a half years of, of college without a, a single student loan or oh, wow. uh, yeah and and that was really because of um, the folks that are giving me opportunities to work sure. I mean we worked I worked almost every evening and uh, almost every weekend and, and was able to you know pay cash for tuition so now I remember you telling me a, a fun story how how you got the job at T102 when yeah. you were in high school you were doing the uh was it the PA yeah. for a freshman team? So I was I was on the varsity team in football, but I always went to support the junior varsity team. And uh, I said, boy, these games are boring if we don't have an announcer. So I climbed up in the box and I jumped on the microphone. And I remember it was pouring down rain. Our, our junior varsity team was playing Nativity. And it's pouring down rain, and I, I, I made an announcement. Fans, don't forget, uh, tomorrow night is Umbrella Night here at the Vet. All fans, first 5,000, will receive a complimentary umbrella, umbrella, compliments of, you know, the Miners Bank or whatever it was back then. And the coach of Nativity's JV team was one Bill Tidmore, oh. uh, who promptly called my house uh, the next day and said, Mrs. Fitzpatrick, was that your son in the public address? Well, he needs to work in radio. Tell him to call me. And, uh, and I, of course, thought he was joking and never called. And he called back again and said, listen, this kid needs to, to come over and do an audition for us. 
and I did, and and it was it was uh, it was pretty funny. It was it, I, I tell you another inside story as I was being trained uh, in AM radio, uh, late night AM radio, I might add. The trainer, who will remain unnamed, said to me, uh, "How old are you?" And I said, "I'm I'm 15." And you know, and he said, um, "Do me a favor. Can you stop at Coney Island and pick me up a, a quart of Yingling on your way here?" And I said, "Well, um, I'll ask my dad to go in and get that for you." So I, I brought a quart for my first night of training to. Uh, I mean, that's a school uh, county yeah, cats, right? Yeah, to, to take care of the trainer, who was of age, by the way. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No. He not, was. We're not getting uh, <laughs> yes. the cops involved here. All right. The uh, you do have a great radio voice. I mean, it's it's. Uh, oh, oh, thank you. It, it is. It's distinguishable. I remember when I would drive it, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners will always say, like, you know, Sean Fitz. You had a yeah, nice yes, uh, ring yes. to it when you, you when you got on the air. Yeah. So uh, it's definitely memorable. Now, you know, we're talking about the Renaissance Man. So you you do the radio. Mm-hmm. You, you're superintendent, but then on weekends come you know come the spring, you you, you drive race cars out at. Uh, yeah. So how did you get involved yeah. that? So and that's my my older brother. Does uh, he deserves the credit? He is. Uh, he's really been the the real mechanic. I'm a terrible mechanic, mm-hmm. and, and they they will tell you that. Anyone in my family will tell you. Uh, let us fix it. Uh, you stay away from it. But I do try. Um, and, and, you know, I always come back to the old thing. Some, some people collect stamps. Yeah. I don't. Uh, I, I got in the, the race car uh, one time, and I thought I was flying, and the cars went flying past me. And I realized, holy mackerel, this is tough. I mean, these guys are talented. Um, and even more talented is the behind-the-scenes piece, the engineering piece, sure. the geometry, and, and all of that, that that makes these cars go around that, that oval as fast as as they possibly can and how it changes every year and the advantages are some years there's a you know an advantage in horsepower and the engine or other years it's a chassis adjustment or whatever they do I've just always been intrigued by it um, I'm not the best driver and, I, and I'm and I'm certainly uh, not going to make a living doing it mm-hmm. um, but boy oh boy we've we've been competitive we've had some good finishes over the years and I'm racing against uh, some of the best in the East Coast and and to, to be on the track with those guys, I, I have the utmost respect for them. Um, so for me, it's just always been that challenge. Like, wow, this is really intriguing to me and challenging. Um, I gave both my boys an opportunity. Both my sons have had opportunity to drive. Uh, my older son said, Dad, this, is, this just isn't for me. And mm. I, I respected him for that. I said, good for you. It's better that you learn that now. Yeah. Uh, my middle child, not so much. He kind of likes it. And we're always racing with him now. He's got a slingshot car. Um, but we have fun. And, and it really just keeps me with with my my family and we we do it as a family my dad's involved my brothers are both involved are they drivers or no they yeah kind of... my, my dad never drove but uh, he was always a mechanic and worked on cars my my older brother uh he drove a, a handful of times last year my younger brother drives almost every week he's actually changing divisions do you race him or no, no he's okay. in a little bit different division than i'm in but it's it's honestly it's just a, a good time to get out and do something different. It's just something a little different from the norm. It's, you know, I, I, don't get me wrong. I, I love horseshoes and I love, you know, playing cornhole and those, you know. But when you sit in a, a, a powerful race car, a 650 horsepower, that, you know, can go 100 miles an hour and three-eighths of a mile on dirt, mm-hmm. um, there's it's something special to be able to control that and to, to be able to go out there and, and to do that. It's, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty cool experience. And uh, I always went as a kid. I always watched as a kid and always thought, man, I'd love to try that. So I, I consider myself very fortunate that I'm still able to do it. I'm 44 years old. 
I don't know how much longer I'll, I'll do this, um, but I still enjoy the sport and the people around it for sure. Now, is it a good release, like aggression-wise, if you had a, a tough day or something? Man, like that? I'd love to say that there's more times you leave the, a racetrack more frustrated really? than, than Just when you of, got there yeah. because something happened on the track or a car broke down or you, you crashed or whatever it is. But really, that's what it is about. It's sometimes the release comes in having something that is – um, therapeutic to do. I, sure. I've never wanted to lay on a couch and tell my stories to someone, but I can lay on a creeper and climb underneath a race car and make adjustments and fix things and just take my mind off of, of the stress of my job. I have a very stressful job, mm-hmm. and um, and and I, I I care about you know the kids and the, the teachers and the staff members in our school district. So uh, it, it takes its toll on me at times emotionally, and and when I can just close the door of my garage and go out there and work for a few hours it does help you know recharge the batteries yeah so, i mean and, yeah. and talking about you know being the superintendent I've, I've talked to countless people i know when we were looking at houses my wife and i mm-hmm. people spoke so highly of the schuylkill haven school district yeah i know teachers down here they yeah. love the administration yeah. um now I, I haven't actually. I'll ask you: Is it true you you ride the bus sometimes with the kids? <laughs> you eat lunch with them and stuff well, like that. I, I do. I definitely. Um, I think the students will tell you. Uh, the one thing I, I, I am proud of is that when I walk, I walk the halls every day, and when I walk the halls, I continuously hear, "Hey, Doctor Fitzpatrick. Good morning, Doctor Fitzpatrick. How you doing, Doctor Fitzpatrick? We're going to snow tomorrow. We're going to be on a delay. Are we yeah. going to be canceled? Whatever." Um, and and I, I eat in our cafeteria every week, um, different cafeteria, middle school maybe one day, high school another, elementary, whatever, um, because that's important. Those kids need to know me. I need If I'm going to challenge them to do something new and to be better at something, whether it's academically or in, in their extracurriculars, um, uh, they need to know me. They need to. They need to say, "Yeah, I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll go out of my comfort zone for this guy," mm-hmm. um, because you know what? He's got my back. You know, he sat and ate lunch with me last week, or or he's always in the hallways. He knows the you know the heating system was broken this wing, or he knows that you know we need more supplies in the art room. Whatever it is, um, those are things that I, I take pride in, and I think that. Everyone that sits in the seat in public education needs to be the same way. And, and it's, it, I always say the most important job we do is hire the right people. They have to model um, just that. Show me that you care. Um, it's more It's more than just intelligence when we look at a kid. We've got to recognize the emotional intelligence. We've got to recognize the, the talent quotient and understanding, helping kids find their passion. And, and really that's important to me because my three kids are here. Mm-hmm. Um, when I took the job here, I signed us all up um, and said, we'll pay tuition, but if I'm going to be the superintendent and it's good enough for you to give me a paycheck, I'm going to pay tuition and you're going to educate my kids and every decision that I make will affect them as well. And that's mm-hmm. important. No, that's admirable. Yeah. What's your favorite lunch? Uh, I, I, I've always loved pizza. I mean, okay. it, it's a good one, but we have three occasions where there's a holiday feast, a Thanksgiving meal, a Christmas meal, and oftentimes something around Easter where there's some ham, mashed potatoes, you know, you get the filling, the gravy, the corn, the whole nine yards, and then you get to the end of the, the, you know, it's a tray, you know, you remember those days, it's an ice cream scooper worth of mashed potatoes, but you get to the end of the line and they say, wait, there's more and there's ice cream waiting for oh. you or some sort of dessert so I, I do my favorite's probably the holiday feasts uh, no matter which one it is and i think our teachers probably like that one the best sure. too so it's pretty now, cool now you're you're a myersville guy was it hard coming yeah. to haven 
Uh, well, you know, I'm actually a Branchdale guy. Okay, and boy, right. I'll tell you, my my uh, peeps in Branchdale would be offended if they if you called me a city slicker oh, from I'm all sorry. the way I'm in sorry. Minersville. Uh, but no, I, I grew up in the suburbs of Minersville, out in the coal banks of Minersville Branchdale. Proper. You, you proper, got yeah. it, you got it. So uh, no, I I um, I for the first time last year sat in the visitors' bleachers at Veterans Memorial Stadium in Minersville. And boy, that was that was something else. That was that was really different. Um, but my my goodness, I I love uh, you know I love Schuylkill County sports, sure. and I love when a Minersville Schuylkill Haven game, uh, you know, basketball. It was just last week. We had a blast at that game. It was a great matchup, and I love the rivalry. And, and right now, you know, blue and gold's paying the bay, right. paying the bills. So certainly, I'm cheering sure. for blue and gold. But there's always a special place in my heart for miners, for the Batland miners. Sure. Well, Sean, th- Doctor Fitzpatrick, thank yeah. you so much. Uh, we're, we are lucky to have you back in the area, and I don't want to say I'm happy you never got that mascot job, but <laughs> but we're, we're definitely benefiting for it. So uh, thanks again. Hey, thank you. Appreciate, Appreciate what it. you're doing for our county. Oh, thank you. Thanks again for listening, guys. Uh, a couple good episodes coming up here. Again, if you're on your phone here. Um, just give me a, a, a give us a rating here on iTunes. Uh, I had 24 ratings and went down to 23. So whoever that person wants to unrate us, uh, not cool. Um, I am going to contact Apple and see if I could uh, figure out who that was, and um, you know, just to, just you know, confront you. Um, but you know, rate it uh, four, five stars, whatever you like. Um, obviously, the more people, the better. Um, but I appreciate it. I'll see you guys next week. Thank you.